Dramatic. <laughs> now recording. <laughs> oh wait, I gotta clap on the three. Give me a second. Three, two, one. Cause it's a camp, right? So it would just be like kind of like during the summer or something. The middle of June until the middle of August. So it'd be about two months. But this is a full-on. We'll, we'll, we'll edit. We'll put a disclaimer in front and edit it as such. Hello there. This is Alexander Oliveira. I talk way too much during TV shows. This is Olive One signing it. Hey guys, it's Deborah Oliveira Ferrella here. I watch way too much Netflix and don't clean my house. Olive 2 signing in. Hey, this is Lucas Oliveira. For some reason, I remember every episode I watch of Avatar The Last Airbender. This is Olive 3 signing in. Nah, it's fine. Nobody kidnaps problems. <laughs> nobody, nobody kidnaps. <laughs> they kidnap solutions. No. They don't kidnap problems. Exactly. Which, which show is that from? That's a that's a, a grande família, não é? I don't know. É foi a grande família. A grande família. Não, não, não. A grande família não. É o uh, um, sai de baixo. Não, não, não. Sai de baixo. O outro. Toma lá da cá. Toma I don't lá know. Da, toma I've lá da cá. I've always heard that. I don't know. You just spilled like three different. Keep, no. keep going the, 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 whole, the whole global lineup <laughs> but no Tomaladaka it was a uh, it was a uh, was the the mother-in-law of the main character of the writer dude oh he's she, like the, the the wife is like oh no what if they kidnapped her it's like nobody kidnapped problem selling <laughs> kidnap <laughs> solutions whatever her name is was. oh my gosh <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh those Brazilian sitcoms. <laughs> um today I I would think it would be appropriate to tell you or tell people what we're binge watching right now. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Shanji's been watching One Division, right? Oh I'm binge watching I'm binge watching um uh SVU right now. But did I miss an I episode? Have- Oh, I missed a lot of, of episodes. Of SVU? Division. Of Division. Oh, oh no, no. I didn't gosh, I didn't miss it. I missed I, I watched the, the seventh one. I haven't watched the eighth yet. Oh my gosh. But anyways, uh so you you've been watching that. Deborah, what have you been watching? I'm actually been watching Invisible City. Oh. Because you guys told me to, and then Josue got really into it. Like really? He is like he's he's half obsessed, half <laughs> half frustrated with it. What um, have you got? Did you finish it? No, 
We're in um, episode, I want to say it's episode nine, but I could be completely wrong. I like when, I like when Sassy loses his leg and then we're like, oh my gosh, that's Sassy. <laughs> See, and do you know what's funny is that I didn't realize that he was limping, but then like the first time that Jose saw it, Sasasi, he's like, why is that boy limping? And I'm like, how how did you notice that? What happened was I started watching and I watched like three episodes. And then I was like, and then and then um Josue was like, Oh, that looks interesting. And I'm like, do you want to watch it with me? It's Brazilian. And he's like, mm, okay, I'll watch it, but I will not. You will not pressure me if I don't like it, right? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to pressure you. It's just like, if you don't like it, I'll just watch it by myself. And so he really liked it. And that's children so. is a healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so I also like how Isaac is, Isaac is an anagram of Sassy. Yes. Uh, so what? Isaac is uh, an anagram of Sassy. <laughs> uh, I knew Whoa! straight away. I knew straight away. Mostly because That's why nobody watches anything with you anymore. Exactly. We so I watch a show called Dairy Girls. Uh, it only has two seasons. It only has twelve episodes. Uh, I love the show. I watched it already like three times. And Ryan does not watch it with me because she forgets <laughs> details, but I remember everything. So like she tries to watch it with me. And I was like, I started laughing way before the joke happens because I remember the joke before the joke shows on on the. <laughs> um, uh, but no, like the 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 thing they gave away besides the limping was the red was the red uh, bandana. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, no, I guess. But I thought the I thought the boar was Kurupira the whole time. Because, um, like, redhead and... I get it. I thought... There was another person that I thought it was Kurupira. Who did I think was Kurupira? No, 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 no. There was a character that I thought was a Kaipara. But... Kuka. I don't remember Você what it was. Kuka Kaipara, né? Maybe. Isso, Kuka was Kaipara. Because uh, I saw Kuka was Kaipara. Until she sang the song. Okay, I so... Know. This is the cool thing, though. Josue does not know any of those stories. Exactly. So, so it is so cool. Because... He sits on the bed, and I sit on the bed, and we watch it, and he's like, what the heck? What the heck? What is this? And then I'm like, okay, I don't remember the complete story, so let me Google it. <laughs> so, like, well, we're Googling it, and we're like, what is this? Because this is the thing. I was going to ask if you guys were watching it in English or in Portuguese, because that made a big difference in the first episode, like, the first couple episodes, because I watched with Charles, and we were watching it in English, like dubbed in English. So, Ew. so it was interesting because they did a good job um, with the dubbing. There's no major problems, but I think there's some nuance that I missed from when I, uh, he decided to go to bed and I just watched uh, in Portuguese and I, the nuances. I caught more to things that, that I was catching on when I was watching in English. So what we're doing is that we started watching it dubbed in English. And then I don't know if Josue, like, I don't know what happened. Something like it was bugging him or whatever. So he, since he speaks Spanish, he put subtitles in English and Portuguese um, just didn't original 
audio and yeah and so uh so he kind of like reads the subtitles and then he kind of compares it to what he understands and then if there's anything that he's completely lost in because the translate like the the subtitles are very different actually and so he stops and he's like wait what what did he just say and then i kind of translate it more word per word instead of just the the understanding the the general idea and he's like oh that makes more sense in my head uh no but like uh i would love to see this we we should get together in america and and rewrite the story americanized a bit write it for the american audience not the brazilian audience because and i and i don't mean this in a and again i hope i don't offend anybody it's a lot more satisfying to hear this story from having no perspective of the story whatsoever. Like having mm-hmm. the girl grab a bunch of random stuff to, to catch the sassy for us, it's a cool little Easter egg. Like, Oh, we know what she's doing, but for people they're like, like kind of mad madness, witchcraft is this? I know. I, I think it, it, it lacked a, a little bit of exposition. Right, like we needed to know a little bit more about the characters, um, because again, we're coming from the perspective of somebody that knows nothing about those characters. Um, and then I also think that it lacked a little bit of um, future vision. Like um, there are some characters that leave the series way too early. So if we have a second season, a third season, um, they could have been more utilized through through the series i think um also there's a lot of uh, afro-brazilian religion involved in this series that is not explained at all not even a little bit and it, and it bothered me i thought they were going to go to this really cool in-depth idea of like of, of the odisha versus the 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 the, the uh the religion aspect versus the mythological aspect because there are two different sides of of uh, afro-brazilian uh heritage which is the which is the big thing about these type of shows is that some people like your normal run of the mule american doesn't know um these stories so um there are some some things that could have been told like Americans know a little bit, for example, of Santeria, which is a, a, a close cousin of uh, the Umbanda and the Candomblé, mm-hmm. and but in in different parts of Latin America. But um, the Orishas are uh, very explained in our culture with the intersectionality intersectionality, and uh, when the connectivity. In the interconnectivity, when it brought um, some of the saints in the Catholic Church to uh, the African culture, the of in the slave culture that had been brought to Brazil, that whole thing is so intricate, but it's also so rich in the show specifically, and it's weird that they didn't even touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not just that. Like for example, I was really mad. They don't only do that with the religion, but even the main, the like the characters. Tutu's um, history was never really explained. Like the mermaid was explained, and she talks about it. And then she was there. Oh, the Kuka talks about it a little bit more too. Uh, but Tutu just like 
it's it just like one little scene and it doesn't explain well so so that's the thing like it doesn't really show that oh, he died alert. <laughs> uh, but, you, you watched the whole show didn't you Shanji? i did so did i i didn't so um i guess for the viewers spoilers yeah. exactly for the listeners so the whole, this whole episode is a spoiler because we've talked a lot about stuff um no okay okay so tell me i don't know who, okay, what character so, he is oh you don't no like, i think I she who, means my i know who she he is. is no 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 my nose is the boat he's yeah no she's talking, talking about, about Tutu, Tutu. which is the bearded man Eu pensei que ele era... Ai, tá, sorry, I'm speaking in Portuguese, I do that. Uh, I thought he was the... For the longest time, I thought he was the Kurupira. Yeah. Because of his red head. Now, that guy yeah. in the wheelchair... Oh, yeah. Wait, Deborah doesn't know it. I do know it, and I kind of knew that he was it, like, since the beginning. So, Tutu has a relation of... He's a papão. I know this. I know that's the kind of the kind of the folklore is that you have the papoins, right? You have the boogies, the boogeyman in the in folklore in Brazil. So you have the cuca, you have the boy da cara preta, which is the black-faced ox. Um, you have um, o tutu, but I don't know his story. Like that's. Well, but, but that's what's infuriating because they don't tell the story. Because for the longest time, I thought he was Habiko, which is the pig that from the like, from the Brazilian book, which is not folklore. So not you folklore. see, like he he's not folklore. He's a it's he's a fictional character from Monteiro Lobato. But doesn't Monteiro Lobato refer to the folklore anyways? All the time, he appropriates the folklore all the time. Yeah, because, uh, because, because, like, if you think about it, there's a scene um, on the thing that I haven't finished watching it again. But there's a scene where the where Eric he grabs a doll, and the doll has like white eyes. Right? Mm -hmm. He's in Kuka's lair or whatever, and then that is a ref. That's what I thought it was a reference to Emilia. Oh damn! So. I thought that that was all kind of tied up together. And that's why Tutu was the boar that he transforms into a boar and then to a man. His will. Look, I'm not going to lie. If they go that direction, I think it'll be much funner than whatever they're doing right now. Well, well it's kind of like we're beating a dead horse or that pig because it's done. It's the, the character is, unless they, they do what I think they should, is resurrect the characters as in i think kuka gives kind of like a, a little nod to this idea that um the entities uh, the, the folklore entities are here multiple times in different um and there's a big spoiler that i don't want to spoil because deborah hasn't seen the end Deborah hasn't seen yet but i know what you mean Right, there's kind of this yeah. idea that the the this, the entities of the folklore entities recycle in the world in the universe. So maybe it will be a different actor, or maybe it will be a different something. But maybe Tutu will come back. Okay, let's talk about let's let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna railroad this a bit and just like derail the whole thing again. I want it to be organic. I'm loving this, and this is and this is like really cool with the. <laughs> 
this is a really cool topic to talk about. Like, I, we could do a whole episode based on that show and the folklore and Brazilian folklore, and we should. We should do a whole episode on Brazilian folklore um, versus American folklore. But let's let's deviate and just talk about favorite movies, uh, Brazilian movies and American movies. Starting with Shanji, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Oh, we're talking about movies. Okay. I mean, what what we wanted to talk about shows, TV shows. Yeah, I thought I thought we were talking about TV shows. Now we can talk now about TV shows. But favorite TV show, go. Brazil or here? Both. So the show that I am um, binge-watching right now, it's called Penacova. It's a global production. And it is uh, by Miguel Falabella, which is kind of like a patron of the arts. And Lucas is most familiar with his very comedic roles. This show is more of a dramedy. And it is a kind of heavily influenced by Shakespearean models. So you have a lot of big subjects, big topics that are dealt with in that dramedy kind of way. And the characters, they are very like Shakespearean characters. They have these um, like this characteristics that you may find in Shakespeare's plays. So that's a really innovative thing, right? And the cool thing is it's also it also has um, this play on styles of writing, and I like that a lot because each episode kind of has a feel for a, a different feel to it. Um, but this show, another thing that it's very very interesting is it is a show for the general Brazilian public, but Miguel Fabela never uh, dumbs it down for the public. So. Um, and in every detail. So there's like a lot of music on the show, like a background music or a soundtrack. And the songs that, he, that are picked, it doesn't matter if they're in English or in Portuguese or in French. There's many different songs and they all go with the episode. And like, he never dumbs it down. The topics are big, but he does a really great job writing. And I'm sure he doesn't write it by himself, but it's, it's a really good, really good show. Uh, and the uh, like, I for some reason it must be a young thing, or I don't think it's a young thing because mom feels the same way. Like I hate Brazilian shows. <laughs> I do not like Brazilian comedy for some reason. Um, and that's what we watched a lot when growing up with uh in Brazil, right? It's like like soap operas and and TV shows. Like Brazilian comedy is just never appealing to me. The kind of sketch comedy, like I think you're, what you're saying is that it's a difference in Brazilian comedy and american comedy and i think you just came to the u.s right at the right time to catch on on the american comedy um that kind of left you um a little stunt for the brazilian comedy in a way because uh, i remember just getting here and not understanding the jokes and not getting how some of the shows were funny like why is this one? you know like and it's not it wasn't even like a language barrier it was like a timing barrier a comedy a comedic timing barrier and it's it's very different because we're not talking about slapstick either. We're not talking about like 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 a, like a Family Guy or Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Simpsons. I'm kind of talking about Simpsons, but like we're not talking about like those are very obvious, like like slapstick, uncomfortable comedy, gross. But like it's it's very different the comedy in like in Brazil, like the skit. That's the one, the skit type comedy. Uh, the skit kind of like SNL. SNL is is like that. It's, yeah, I hate SNL. <laughs> It reminds me a lot of um of um Zoha Total. Zoha yes, Total. that's it, a Brazilian it, SNL. 
I'm not uh, promoting global play in any way, shape, or form, but nowadays it's the way that I keep myself connected uh, with what's going on in Brazil and stuff. But I also recommend a documentary series that was uh, made by um, Ingrid Guimarães. It's called Viver do Riso, Living of of Laughter. And um, it it interviews and goes kind of gives a panorama uh, panoramic uh, vision of comedy in Brazil, and I think it's very interesting, exactly for what you you guys are saying. Um, because I came here a little bit older, uh, I feel like I kept a strong connection with Brazil and Brazilian things and Brazilian shows, and, and I've always done that. Uh, we always talk when we get together how I know some things and some shows that are going on in Brazil that you guys just are not connected at the moment. I always relied on you for that too, in a weird way, like more, so, more, more back then than now. But yeah, and what they say is that, that a lot has changed. A lot has changed because um, there was a lot of stuff that we allowed ourselves as a Latin American culture to make fun of that we don't anymore, um, like the the machismo and the homophobia and the sexism. All all those things are not funny anymore, and we. For the longest time, we that's what was funny on the, all those shows. And, and that was not just in Brazil. We know that. Like, those humor evolved and people learned and all that stuff. But what I was saying is that this is what you guys remember, I feel like. It's that kind of slapstick, that kind of um, deprecating humor. That, um, I think we moved into a more um, intelligent humor now. So I to tell people uh, all the time, like, like, the, the TV show I grew up is not the TV show uh, people my age grew up here in America because back then it was a good like two, three years uh, uh, wait time uh, to be able to release it in Brazil. But nowadays there's globalization like it's 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 all on the same level. So it's really funny when I talk to people about uh, let me try to remember something a bit more obscure. Uh, well, you don't have to even go that far. Think about like the other day Charles and I were watching um, a show, and well, Charles is a little bit older than me, so he will come and he will say, "Like, where were you? You didn't watch this?" And, and it was like, "It's a '90s show," or and I was like, "But for me, it was an early 2000s show because until it was purchased mm-hmm. by a Brazilian company, um, until it was translated and dubbed, that was a 10-year gap sometimes on some shows." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a '90s show." That's how the, for me it was the early 2000s or vice versa. I was like, oh, Full House? Full House is a 90s show. No, Full House is an 80s show. But we watched it in the 90s because there was a gap there. <laughs> I, w- I was ready to talk about 3%, but 3%, but we can talk about movies. Luca is dying to talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. I'm yeah. not dying to talk about movies. I just, uh, <laughs> like, I can talk about movies in a, not, in a different uh, hey, episode. I honestly don't have much to say about 3%. I watched two episodes and I freaked out, or maybe even just one episode. I freaked out and I just stopped. I wanted <laughs> to like 3%, but it, it just felt like like Diet Hunger Games. Well, it's because you guys never had to take the vestibula. That's, what I, that's exactly what I... That, oh, that is huge. Okay, we're talking about 3%. Let's talk about 3%. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like I talk too much, but um, I think the what I was going to say think- is... If 3% is a metaphor to vestibula, we need to talk about 3%. <laughs> I don't know how anybody else saw it, but that's exactly 100% how I saw it. So 3% is, just to give it a quick recap, 
is um, a show on Netflix, another original show from Brazil. The, it's dubbed and it's sub. Um, they have subtitles, so it's easier. It's very accessible for everybody to watch in the U.S. Um, but um, to me, the whole idea that these tests that are done on people that I believe are 21 years old, so they had just become adults, and they will determine the rest of their lives if they are going to be in let's say, a richer part of society or a poorer side of society, that just smells like vestibula. <laughs> <laughs> and for people, what is vestibula? Yeah, but, uh, so it is a test. So in Brazil, um, there are schools that are owned by the, the states or the governments. The public schools. Public schools. And they're public um colleges not just any public schools or public colleges and every every year they there's people graduating and so there's an amount of seats in the college that are open um public schools in brazil public colleges in brazil they are truly free you don't need necessarily to get a scholarship you once you get in it's paid for so um so that's the tricky part. The tricky part is getting in. So you, when you graduate high school, which is only three years there, you graduate high school, you take a test. Um, and you take various tests, if you want to, um, to get into a particular school that you're interested in uh, with probably a good program that you're interested in. And so, and pretty much, like Sandra was saying, and building that parallel of the three percent is that it is it that's it like it's do or die and it's a very interesting um view for me as an educator but it, it, imagine an act uh yeah. on steroids yeah so it's an it's an act uh plus history and government because in the act we don't take history and government um and in depend depending of the school they can can change the, the well, not only, the, not the only that, but you have um in vestibula is, is exactly uh, see the parallels were just made uh, in my mind because i i lived through that in brazil but like oh my god um, i found something i totally found this picture i didn't think i would find okay i need to i just need to share y'all this picture i shared with shanji forever ago so my my wife studied portuguese studied uh brazilian portuguese too so we can if we have kids when we have kids uh, we can uh, talk. We can teach our kids Portuguese. Uh, and one of the books I saw this image, and uh, I'll, I'll describe the image um, to 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 our listeners. But I want y'all to see the image first. Is on the chat topic. I, okay, I, I said see. I sent it to Shanji. Exactly. Oh, and it's it, there. Exactly. It blew my mind. That so it's a table. It? Oh, I don't. So it's a table of content, and it says the level of. Um, the the level of study or of education that an individual uh, will have or will achieve in their lives, and the access to that um, to that level of study of education, and the, the number of people that have actually had access to um, to a university level of study is three percent of the population. This is a this is a uh, a. a- a college <laughs> book 
like recent. This is a, this is not like it gotta be from mid two thousands. This book came out, right? So like this blows my mind. Like whoever wrote three percent must have like they couldn't have gotten that number out of their butt if this is no. true. Uh, and this is a study from 2009 in Brazil. Oh, there it is. It says, I took, a, I took the picture and I didn't even read the thing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but yeah, so it's it's interesting because in, a, in an educator perspective, um, the future of education is moving slowly away, well, very slowly away from this kind of standardized tests because it's a, a do or die. Let's say you woke up that day and you had the flu you had to take the test that day i experienced yeah i experienced something interesting um it was not the vestibular but i did take um something that was sort of like it to get into technical schools in brazil again mm-hmm. kind of the same i like deal is that you instead of going to a high school you would go to a technical high school that would focus on some sort of uh future career that you want and there are there are public technical schools that if you want to get in you have to pass the test and you have to get um bigger which is the same like uh-huh. now this is a topic I, I made a list and we'll talk about after the podcast i made a list of topics that, that i want to go over and one of them is education between the difference between education mm-hmm. between brazil well, and, and america so we'll definitely go more in depth in a different different episode but go ahead, Deborah. Keep keep talking. Well, I was gonna interrupt Deborah to say that just kind of bringing back to, um, to the show. It is a show that is like Lucas said. It's kind of like light Hunger Games. Um, diet, the, diet Hunger Games. It would diet, be the, the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you like, the more you go into it, you see how in depth things get. Um, but the the premise of the show is that all the people from um, the poor society that it's dystopian and it's post-apocalyptic or whatever. Um, when they complete 21 years old, they go into this uh, hub and they have to take multiple tests. And only 3% of all those people are given the permission of the possibility to the quote unquote opportunity, the opportunity to move on to a higher, a tier of society, a higher class society. It's a, and it's a well-written show. It's it not is. a. It's not a. It's a good production. It's the a production, production value is really good too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, then why is it? it, it that's one hundred percent on me. Why is it cringy to me? <laughs> why is it when I listen to it in Portuguese, the acting feels wrong? Is it because I didn't grow up with that kind of Brazilian acting? It's it's new actors too. It's just it's not like they're good actors, but it's they're. They're a little rough around the edges. It's just like me watching like a Hallmark Channel movie. They're good <laughs> actors, but like there is some rough edges that need to be like softened. Um, I'm pretty sure that by like the middle of the season, things are a little bit more smooth. I think also I'm I'm willing to bet that if Lucas watches the show like tomorrow or the next day, um we are so far removed from Hunger Games and so far removed from Divergent and those shows that those movies and those books and that, that was that saturated the media for a second. Cause now, because when 3% came, I think it was too, still too fresh in our minds. 
and the comparisons were inevitable. Like we were comparing to the Divergent, we were comparing it to Hunger Games, we were comparing it to like the One Hundred or whatever that show is. Uh, it's like all the those shows that were coming up that all had the same plot or similar plots. So I think now that we're so far removed from that, maybe you have a better experience with the show. I think I will. I think I will. Right, that felt like getting good. it up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that good. was great. That was great. Okay, uh, all right, let's sign out and then be done for the day. Thanks so much for talking, guys. It was really fun. All right. All right. If we have nothing else to say, thanks so much for joining us. This is Olive Three signing out. All right. Thank you so much for listening in again. Leave us a message. Share this podcast. And we will hear you all later, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Olive 2, signing out. All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us. Leave a review on this podcast down there. That helps a lot. Thank you again for joining us. This is Olive 1, signing out.